All right then, buddy. Outside of the top four, there was an awful lot to look at. So let's start now in fifth place and one of the most incredible stories of the season, of course. Aruko grabbed an Europa Conference League spot and European football for such a small side. Uh, it's an incredible achievement. There were a few teams that we thought might be the ones to grab that European place at the beginning of the season. I don't think any of us thought it was going to be Aruka. And they did really well to hold off a lot of the competition that came about at different parts of the season. They were the ones who stuck it out for the longest and claimed an incredible prize. Given the size of the club, the budget that they have, the players that they've got at their disposable, how big an achievement is this? It's 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 huge, Albert, and I think um, Aruka are a team. I think I, I would describe them as the most efficient team in this league, right? And and uh, I I've, I know I've, I've talked in the recent weeks about their their XG and and they sort of outperforming their XG. Um, even in this last game of the season, the two two to win against Portsmouth, which guaranteed them fifth spot. You know, Portsmouth had a better XG than than Aruka in this game, but. but but that's the point, Albert, is that you have to take your chances in this league. And I think the way the league has developed over the past few years, that there's there's been an opportunity for teams like Haruka to capitalise. And, you know, Vittoria aren't as, as strong as they were a few years ago. I mean, um, although, you know, Haruka saw one of their best strikers to Vittoria at the beginning of this window, just to put that little battle that they've had in context. But I, I, I've put I've put previous teams' success in previous seasons in getting into these Europa Conference places to... Having the being the right moment and a bit of luck, you know, you get the right group of players at the right times. Some finding form, some not quite good enough to be poached by the better teams uh, than the rest of the league, and and a manager who can put all the pieces together and find the right system to get the best out of these players. I think the difference with Aruka, Albert, although there are certain elements that are definitely true uh, for this, the, the difference is, I think Aruka, there's been a clear plan at Aruka, and, and I think there's a lot to do with the the president and businessman Carlos Pena, you know. He became president in 2007, got back-to-back promotions with Ruka, you know, four promotions in seven years. And they've been pretty stable, you know, in this division and the second division since then. And and I think it's down to his squad assembly, you know, and they, they've made smart gambles on recruitment and, and they found a new approach into looking at untapped regions for talent that we haven't really seen any team do in this league for a little while. You know, the likes of... Uh, Molay Silla, Oli Debag, um, even Apoku, who's uh, Arab and Rara, the goalkeeper. Uh, they've 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 unearthed these gems, and and they and I think that's really put this squad at a different level. Yeah, I know they struggled the last few seasons, but there was a there's, there was still a stability there, and I think um, yeah, I think that's been their story. Albert is that they've they've they found a new way to do it, and I think and they look like they could yeah they could be a little bit stronger uh, next season than other teams have been. It's so interesting to look at Aruka's squad and look at a bit of a mishmash of, of players where there's no real stars in that team. And in some ways, Aruka's squad and the way they've gone around building the team is not that dissimilar to the way teams like Santa Clara have. And look what happens to Santa Clara, how badly that went. So what's the difference between a Santa Clara and Aruka? Well, a big difference, I think, has to come down to the manager, Armando Evangelista. That's a, a manager who's been at the team for a while now, he's been there for a few seasons, so he is a consistent that can knows his players inside out and can manage the dressing room. I think, you know, I can just imagine that this is a really tight-knit group of, of players from all over the place, but the mentality in that dressing room must be fantastic. The togetherness must be unreal. And, you know, 
maybe it's a little bit cheesy to say it, Barney, but perhaps their success is just a little bit of a fairy tale story. Like it all came good at the right time, things fell into place, and they're they're experiencing the benefits of it this season. Maybe you know that mentality, that togetherness, can really take you to to different levels where you're playing for each other and you really care about you know, the badge on the shirt and you care about the fans and you want to do well, all those things adding up can add little percentages that can elevate your game. And, you know, I think what we've seen with Aruka is just a really, really good squad, a really together team uh, and some really good footballers. Let's not make any mistake about that. You know, um, I think Ignacio Darrell Bruenia is one of the best goalkeepers in the league. He's proved that this season. I think Joao Basso at the back, has been absolutely immense. I think he's probably had the season of his life for for Aruka. So, so much has gone right for them at the right time, but there's no. we'd also don't want to downplay the fact that there's a lot of hard work and a lot of talent that's gone into this, this team. And there was that period for a few weeks where we thought, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe they're just going to run out of steam at the wrong time when Joao Basso got injured and they lost a few games on the bounce but they pulled it back in the last few games with a couple of important wins important to say Barney fifth place over sixth as well they entered a Europa Conference League qualifying in the uh, in the last round rather than the penultimate round so you know they avoid a big a big hurdle in getting to the group stage of this competition so Listen, it's an incredible achievement. We have to say congratulations to Aruka. Might be controversial to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, you could argue that Aruka finishing fifth is as big an achievement as Benfica finishing in first. You know, when you compare it to what they're expected to achieve and the resources they have compared to the teams around them, there's we really have to not understate what a big achievement this is for Aruka. And of course, we extend our biggest congratulations to all of fans, all the players and, and, and the manager has been fantastic. Um, let's pick a player of the season for them, Barney. It's going to be difficult. Uh, I'm going to give you my short list. I don't know if it'll be the same as yours. I've got Ignacio de Arabuena in goal, Joao Basso, Jerome Poku, the centre-back, who I think done well, Alan Ruiz and Rafa Mujica. Barney, if you'll allow me, it's a tie for me between Ignacio de Arabuena and Joao Basso, two of my favourite players from this season who I think have just been fantastic. Yeah, it's hard to look past the keeper, is it, for his his heroics that has been so frequent this season. Uh, but I, I have a slightly soft spot for Alan Ruiz. I think he's a, he's a real touch of class in that team, and I think he does quite a, a real important job in that that you know that that attacking midfield role, sort of linking the play, um, making magic happen when they they can because they don't have a lot of the ball. They they, they do like to play quicker counter attacking football and. Yeah, I think he's he's been brilliant. But I think, yeah, you're spot on with Arabera there. I think he's been he's just had an unreal season, probably the season of his life. Absolutely. Um, sixth place then, Barney. And a, a really interesting one because Vittoria are back in the European places and looking pretty solid, you have to say. Um, it's been a few seasons of disappointment for them. They've they've not been where they probably feel like they should be in the table. Um, and I think the fans will be very grateful for a return to European football. I mean, they perhaps in the bigger picture will see themselves, you know, I'm sure Victoria fans would see themselves in the top four in this country, but finishing sixth and a Europa Conference qualification spot with the squad that they've got, the, the manager they've got, I don't think, I don't think the fans could ask for much more than what they've achieved this season, to be honest. No, they've done a, they've done a really hard thing this season and they've had to really build a team out of, odds and ends and lots and lots of young players and and Moreno's done an incredible job 
stitching that together. Um, you know, they've had their obviously they've had huge injury problems this season, which has made things even harder. But he's managed to weather that storm and and like you say, get them get into European spots, which will be important for them. They've 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 really I think they went for a transformation this this season, and and they, the the whole club as a whole sort of have said, look, we need to we need to change things. Things aren't working. Their whole um business of sort of trying to buy and sell players on they've really had to think about who they're what sort of players they're signing now and they're looking within Portugal uh, looking within their own youth academy as well um and I think they that's what that's what happened I think and to 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 do what they've done this season with that squad I think is a, is a huge achievement so I, I like the direction they're going um and I think Moreno's been the right person to do it personally because he's he's brought in a system, got the players all working in, in the same way and players will be able to come in and out and it's just it's worked really well. So I think he's done Moreno's done a hell of a job and I, I I like what's happened this season at Victoria. I think Moreno's one of the most underrated managers this season actually. And I think there's parallels between him and Arthur George because they both came through the youth ranks at their team and they've both really stepped up to the plate and, and taken taken control of their clubs and, and made a big difference. And he's definitely made a big difference on uh, on that team. A lot of great young players in the side as well. A mixture of that and some good experienced pros. You feel like if they can just add a little bit more quality up front, perhaps, maybe, you know, or maybe if someone like Jota Silva takes another step up in his performances, something like that, then they could have an even better season next season. I mean, one, one interesting thing that's just finally been... Uh, voted through is the um, acquisition of a a, a large uh, stake from uh, the consortium that own Aston Villa, and then and how that relationship will be next season, whether they'll get a few players on loan or or, or whatever that that could be. Uh, yeah, really interesting for Victoria going forward. Yeah, some some more investment would be would be more than gratefully received. I think um, seventh place Barney then Chavs and another newly promoted team that have done really well just outside the European places. It took me a little while this season to to take notice of them. I think they had a very solid, if unremarkable, start to the season, and perhaps for the main part of the season. But these last 10 games or so of the season, they started to really put some form together. They started to really catch the eye. They beat Benfica, of course, and I think that made a lot of people take notice about what they were up to. They ended the season on a real, real positive note. And and I'm I'm pleased for them. And I'm actually pleasantly surprised because there was a period around Christmas time and I was thinking, I don't think I've watched 90 minutes of Shavs this season. And and I don't know why I would, but they gave us good reason to by the end of the season. And they've done very well. I think what Shavs have done is very much, um, it's the perfect way to to run a promoted club and that you keep the majority of, of, of your squad that have, brought you success so far and you just you make the right key signings and get a little bit of experience in it. And Victor Campanos, the manager, said, you know, he's described the secret to Shav's success as you can have a good team and not have a good squad. Other times you can have a good squad but not a good team. Look at Chelsea, they're quite they have a great squad but not a team because there's no connection. That's our secret. And I think you look you know the personalities in that team, you've got players who've been in that club for a while, Bruno Langer coming up, Odiora the the experienced midfield even Guima and then he's brought in the likes of Nelson Mont, uh, Ponk, Stephen Vittoria that that experience and solidity particularly at the back end of the pitch you know they've really been able to build on that and then that allows players like Jao Tejera to have that bit of freedom and, and express himself and I think yeah if I was it's the personalities in that team I I think Victor Campanos is really um good at sort of 
putting a good a good team, like you said, a good team together with with the right people. And you know, Campos there talking about the secret to their success being the the players, but I think he needs to also take a bit of credit for being the secret to their success. He's been a very competent manager, and similar to Evangelista Arukabani, a manager that's been there for a few seasons, knows the club, and has the confidence to to lead the club in the way that he he thinks is best, and is paying off in terms of players. Barney, we've got to give a shout out to Stephen Vittoria at thirty seven years old, still doing it. He's been immense at centre back. I think. You know, it's really important not to underrate the season he's had. He's been playing at such a high level. He's stepped up with goals. He's been a top performer. Um, I really liked Paolo Vito, the goalkeeper. I liked Bruno Langer, the left back. I liked Gerard Teixeira, the playmaker. But for me, if you're looking for a player of the season, Stephen Vittori, he can't look much further. No, he's been sublime. And it's, like I said, it's been a real smart bit of business getting him in and and getting in the leader that the, the leader that he is in to that team, you know, that he's been vital to them. All right, Barney. Eighth place, Family Cal. For me, arguably the team that's improved most since the start of the season. Um, they started off, in my opinion, as the worst side of Family Cal that, that we know. They were inconsistent. They looked like they lacked identity. But then they ended it as as the best side of Family Cal that we, we know they can be playing good football, making the most of their best players. They nearly made a late charge for Europe. It kind of fizzled out a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think Family Cal ended the season in a way that will give their fans and actually myself uh, confidence in what that they can achieve next season. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, João Pedro Souza said when he came back in, his target was always fifth spot. So he had that belief, and I think he mm. he he distilled that to his players because they really took their game to another level. Um, Ivan Jamie was out for a while. His coming back in around the same time Pedro Souza came back in sort of really helped them. Um, because like you said, yeah, they were a bit of a they didn't know who they were at the start of the season. You know, a lot of new players, but uh, João Pedro Souza really put them together and and. Yeah, they look, they look, they look really good. Alba, actually, they, you know, you can tell, if you're looking at quality, there's some real, real quality players in that team. You know, all I want from Family Cow is just to see them have a nice, consistent, steady season where we they play at the level we know they can play at for a whole season. Because if they do, I think they could be a real challenger uh, for Europe next season. You know, we saw them at the weekend. Their under 19s won the under 19 youth league for the first time in its history. You know, their women's team won the Tasta of Portugal. So, you know, this is a club which is going in the right direction. It's obviously really well organized. And I think we just need them to start putting that consistency on the pitch. They're going to, if they're going to achieve what we know they can achieve. I mean, you can't look any further than even High May for their player of the season. But equally, Barney, I, you know, I wanted to just give a little mention to players like Alessandro Panetra, maybe even Colin Bato, the midfielder as well. Yeah, yeah, those are the other two I was going to mention. I think uh, Panetra has been, is really maturing. You think of when he first burst on the scene now, where didn't he get quite a few red cards? I remember like that mm-hmm. little bit of immaturity we saw. Um, but it's shifting out to the right back spot as well has been fantastic for him. And he's been brilliant. And, yeah, it'd be interesting if they can keep Colin Bato, who's on loan from a club in Mexico, I think. Um, so yeah, he, he, I think he's been a, a great signing, and because there's a, it's a really young squad, Albert. You know, there's lots of lots of young players in that team. Colin Bato being that little bit older, twenty six, he's been a yeah, he's been a, a a real performer for them in that midfield. All right, ninth place, Barney Bovista. I think it's apt that Bovista finished in ninth because I think they've had 
the most average season of all the teams in the Premier League. They never looked in danger of relegation. They never flirted with Europe. Um, there were a couple of seasons where this club looked like they might be in a lot of trouble. So I think, to be fair, a season of mediocrity might not be the worst thing in the world. Um, is there any sense of underachievement with this team, perhaps? Or do you think they might be where they're meant to be? That's where I'm leaning. You know, when I look at that squad, I don't think it's that strong on paper. I can't think personally of a Burvista player that I think should be playing at a higher level other than maybe Makuta or potentially in G. So I think they're largely where they belong where they belong at the moment in time. Yeah, I, I think um I'm inclined to agree with you, Albert. I think they've had they've certainly had their issues in in defence. I think there's they haven't it's it's that's been their real key area. I, I, I like some of their their attacking players um but it's you know they've had to move Reggie Cannon from into into a centre back that he's naturally a right back. Um, haven't really been able to trust some of the sort of young players abroad like Robson Reese and stuff. But it, it, they've they've had a, a real tough season at the end of the pitch. But they've also had positives. You know, defensively they're they're, they're terrible, but going forward they're they're quite exciting to watch. Albert, you know, and, and likes of Bruno the left back who's had a really good uh, breakthrough season. Pedro Manera on the right. You know, there's a there's real talent there, but I think Petit's had a had real difficulty sort of protecting that back line and, and trying to find a way to keep the goals out because yeah, like I mentioned with sporting, there's, there's only a few teams that have got a worse um goals conceded than their expected goals against and the Burvista are one of them. So that sort of shows you, yeah, they ha- they haven't been as solid as they Petit would have liked. Mm-hmm. Trouble at the back, but one or two positives as well. Like I said, Makuta I think will probably be off to a bigger club. Um, I thought Meliero as well, the, the right back, had a, a pretty good season, scored a couple of bangers as well. So, um, yeah, there were a few positives. And like I said at the beginning, you know, in general, just safety and looking competent is uh, positive for Boa Vista. Tenth uh, place, Barney, of course, Casapir. Now, Casapir, a team that we talked about an awful lot the first half of the season. Phenomenal start from them, gave us all the dream of Casapir playing in Europe. But it, as it transpired, they 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 struggled to keep up with the rest of the league. Eventually, now finishing down in tenth place, that I think there might be a sense of disappointment um, when you consider where they were in the table and the hopes we have for them. But I think it's really important for Casapir to, to to take a step back and have a look at their season with a with a level head for a team of their size, a newly promoted team with a small budget to finish in tenth place and safe from relegation is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, a real, real achievement. Um, I think a lot of it, Albert, is the down to injuries and form, right? You, you talked about that fantastic start. You know, Savio Godwin looks incredible. Even uh, Lelo, the the left wing back, um, just outstanding. We were talking about him signing for Sporting, and that, that though that still might happen. Um, but you know, Lelo had that um quite a significant injury. He hasn't really been as good since then. Savio Godwin's drop-off in form, Kuni Moto disappearing from the team or whatever that was about. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, those those two key players sort of had a real real effect on the the rest of the team. But you know, Felipe Martins has done a, a great job overall, like you said, you know, it's they were, there's a solidity to them, there's a there's a really good style of play. Um uh, there, there's you know there's still young players coming through as well that they, they, they've had a, a a fantastic season and you you like you said you can't be happier than sort of being a threat team and not having any real relegation scare. 
only thing only thing I worry about Kazapir is is how they're going to look next season. I think they might have to work some of their recruitment magic in the summer transfer window because I think there's a few key players that could be on the move. You know, the likes of Savior Godwin who possibly could have left last summer but stuck around for another season with them in the Premier League. Leonardo Lello, I cannot imagine will be playing for them next season. Players like Kunimoto, and then they've also got players like. Romario Barrow, who was on loan and will be leaving. So I think a, a, a few key players will be leaving. And that does give me a little bit of trepidation. But, you know, if they can, they sign those players in the first place. So if they can sign equally good players again, um, then hopefully they'll be in as good uh, a position next season. Um, let's go down to 11th place, Barney Vizella. Now, Vizella, a really interesting team. I don't know if you feel the same, but for me, I'm always conflicted with them because... On the one hand, I'm I'm aware that this is a very small team, you know, a team that was only recently promoted from the lower leagues. But on the other hand, I, I just seem to always have hopes for Vizela for them to achieve something special. I just always have this idea of them as a, as a team who uh, have the possibility of, of, of surprising us, playing good football with uh, lesser-known players. As it was this season, they ended up in mid-table, which is more than satisfactory for this side. They never really troubled the top or bottom of the table, but had some good moments, played some good football. Uh, yeah, Albert, there's nothing to say they couldn't have had the season that Aruka had. You know, I think that there's a lot of similarities. You know, there's a, a very well-supported club, uh, in, made some really good signings, and, and there's some really good players in there who sort of fit that bit of not being good enough to have been poached yet by a bigger club, but, but still there, you know, look at like so Samu and Rafael Gozo, for example. Um, Kiki, their captain, who's also another fantastic player, the left-back, he said the, the secret to the season was the union of the club and the city, right? And we've always talked about how well that this Bizella has been supported. Mm. They, to me now, but they feel like a, a real regular in, in the top division. They, I think they've they've... They've they've set their foundations now, and they, I think they can just hopefully build and, and attempt to get stronger because they they've they've had a really solid season and and have done enough. I think I know, as Magic had the potential to have scored a few more goals, and that could have changed. You know, they could have been a few places higher if he had been because they they had a bit of a, a drought towards the end of the season, couldn't find the net. But otherwise, you know, like you said, a really solid season for for Vizella. I like Osmagic. He's one that I would put my neck out on the line and say, keep on eyeing him for next season. Because if he's one of those players who starts getting up into double figures in terms of goals, I think teams will start looking at him. Um, Krioav in 12th place, Barney. Now, I tipped them at the beginning of the season to be a bit of a surprise package. Um, in the end, it was a much more of an average season than that, with some good moments, of course. You know, beating Porto at home at the beginning of the season would have been one. Um They've been a very decent team. I like the manager, Luis Ferreira. I think he's a very uh, competent manager. And in general, they've looked like a uh, pretty solid, if unremarkable, side this season. Yeah, he's had a real hard job because it's a it's a really small team. You've got that mixture of players who, with the club, when they got relegated and have come back up. So there's bits of quality, but otherwise there's... um, Yeah, they're, they're, I think that, you know, they've, they've really had to try and slot basically just gets it what am I trying they've really had to pick pick with scraps really I think maybe that's too harsh to describe some of the signings I'm looking at the likes of Samaris who came back and, and did an okay job but I think um, Hanani as well the sort of experienced winger they, they they went down that route with some of their their signings throughout the window and uh, throughout throughout the season um, 
and I don't know how much that paid off, and I don't know how much that would have been the signs that Luis Ferrer would have would have wanted. Because let's not forget, he's a very young manager himself at just thirty seven years old. You know, he's got a start of play. He wants to he wants to um, implement, but I I, I think uh, it was just yeah, it was a season where just survival was key. I think for for that mm. club, and 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 I think maybe next year they could push on because there's a there's some really good players in that team and uh, uh the likes of Costino at right back I think's had an excellent season. Um even Paolo Vita playing left wing back and then and then towards the end of the season um Fabio Ronaldo sort of came in that left uh full left wing back position and then really excelled. So yeah there's uh, I think there's positivities for uh, the, the but the, the the main thing they can take on the season is that yeah they they were still clear of trouble and have got back into the league. I think the standout player for me, Barney, was Guga. He's the player that I've enjoyed watching the most. But the, again, the worry that I have with Rio Ave is unlike some other teams, I think they're keeping the team together. I think the likes of Guga, the likes of Cristina, I think they will probably be picked up by by bigger clubs this window. So, uh, yeah, again, another one next season. It will, it will depend on how the squad looks at the beginning of the season. Hopefully, they'll, they'll have some good signings. Um, 13th place, Barney, is Gilles Vicente. I can't help but feel very disappointed with Gilles Vicente this season. Um, they had that brief spell in the new year where they were really good under new manager, Dan- manager Daniel Souza, and they were promptly pretty crap again after that. Is it unfair to call them a failure? Because I was looking at them in preparation for the show, Barney, and I think, to be fair to them, they haven't actually got a particularly outstanding squad. Obviously, I know they have players like Fran Navarro, one of the top scorers in the league. But other than that, I don't actually think there's loads of quality players in that squad. They, they've not got a huge budget, um, but they have finished pretty low down in the table. Yeah, it hasn't been a, a an incredibly good season at all, really. I think... Um... Like you said, we saw glimpses of hope when Daniel Souza came in, and he looked like the the new exciting manager on the block. But you know, like he he sort of lost momentum himself, and the uh, the, the the bad results came back. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go next season now. But I think if uh, giving Daniel Souza a window and he's able to sort of well put a midfield together, to be blunt, because I think they've they've had they've been very light in options in that area of the pitch. Um, put a team together with his vision, and 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 we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, quite the quite the disappointing season. So um, reliant on Fran Navarro, his goals. You know, if he wasn't scoring, they 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 really struggled. Um, but then we've had glimpses of the uh, individual brilliance. You know, Thomas Arugia at the back has been uh, on loan from Benfica. Has had a very good season there, and Andrew, the goalkeeper as well, who who could get well picked up by a bigger club. You know, there's there's some good talent in there. So yeah. Uh, I think they'll be itching to crack on with the new season because, yeah, this was very much one to forget. I think it's worth remembering that, you know, teams that, that qualify for Europe, these smaller teams that qualify for Europe, they do of, often struggle domestically on the season that they qualify for Europe. So, you know, Gilles are not the first team to kind of have a, a bit of a, a, a blip off the back of a, of a good season. Uh, the problem for me, Barney, is, you know, I was thinking about who their best players were. I, I came up with Andrew in goal, excellent goalie, Thomas Araujo to centre-back and Fran Navarro at front. Unfortunately, I would bet a decent chunk of money that not any of those players will be at the club uh, at the beginning of next season. So, yeah, Gilverson, I don't know if they're out of the woods yet, in, you know, in terms of their squad and, and how they're going to look for next season. Let's uh, keep an open mind for now. Um, 14th place, Estoril. 
pretty much a shambles all season. Really disappointed with them. I remember when we did our preview show, Bonnie, we were talking about them, you know, as a team with these good young players. At the time, they had a good young manager in Verissimo. Obviously, we know how that went. Um, they got very close to being sucked into a relegation battle. Ricardo Suarez has come in and somewhat steadied the ship, at least. They avoided relegation. But it's just quite hard to see if 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 he's really done any good work. I mean, we know he's a good manager, but he's basically just been rescuing a sinking ship uh, since he's come in. So hard to take positives for Estoril for me, Barney. I mean, the one positive I'm 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 kind of clinging on to for them is that if Ricardo Suarez has a pre-season, is able to bring in a few of his players, and hopefully they'll be in a better position starting next season. Yeah, well, they went through a bit of an identity crisis, didn't they, after the sacking of Risma, you know, that we, all, all those young players they brought on, someone most on loan as well. Um, it, that didn't work. And then you look at the January window, they're bringing in the likes of 34-year-old Mexer mm. to come at the back. Uh, Cassiano was brought in, the 33-year-old striker. Um, and so then suddenly you have a sort of mismatch of a squad. Uh yeah, I think Ricardo Sosa has worked out in the summer, but they're, they're, we need to put a, a different team together with a, who can all play as the sort of the way he wants to. Um, but yeah, despite all this sort of, despite the horrible season now, but there was individual glimmers of excellence. I look at Thiago Santos, the right back, uh, just twenty two years old. Already rumours about Benfica, and then of course Thiago Guevara on loan from Benfica was, you know, some uh, points just breathtaking some of the, the the runs he would make and the, the skill he showed so yeah they just weren't able to sort of really capitalize on on, on those those the, the quality of players and the, and the rest of the squad was just a little a little mucky Tiago Gouveia Barney uh was in the celebrations for Benfica's uh title win as a fan last night so I think he was uh pretty keen to get back there um I think it's going to be a bit of a rebuild in the summer, if I'm honest. Like you say, uh, Gerard is out of contract um, and a few of those key players leaving. I think it's going to be a bit of a rebuild job. But, I mean, if if they can bring in the players, like I said, they can bring the players Ricardo Suarez wants and gives him time, uh, maybe they can get back on track. All right, let's do the one I've been dreading, Barney. 15th place and Portimonense. Honestly, I don't know why I dislike this team so much at the moment. I used to love Portimonense. I used to love watching them. But they've been so, so bad this season. I don't know how they've stayed up. 20 losses all season. That's the most losses outside of the bottom three. Minus 23 goal difference. That's the worst outside of the bottom three. They are lucky that there are three teams worse than them this season because they have been really bad. Oh, but your hate for them is there. <laughs> <laughs> I quite I quite like it and I quite respect it, mate. I think Paolo Sergio... <laughs> You know, how long has he been there now? He's been there a while because he gets the job done. He keeps them up, keeps, <laughs> like, you know. I mean, we're laughing, mate, but, the, you know, there is a he deserves a lot of credit for the job he's done. He's had a, I would say, the worst squad in the league. Uh, he himself has said, you know, it was a complicated season. Um, You know, they didn't have, they only had one winger in Jan- until January. They had two centre-backs, which I think is... You know, and 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 of course he hires four, so you can play six at the back. But <laughs> but look, they it's you know it's 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 a season that that, that sees them stay in the Premier League, and that, and that what more can you ask for? It's it's yeah. uh yeah. I mean, they're lucky they've got Nakamura in goal. He's been unreal. Um, you know, we talk about Arabera a lot. I think he deserves to be in that conversation as best goalkeeper in the league. Felipe Railvest has had a good, decent season as well. Lots of rumours about them making some money on him. 
uh, moving on. So, yeah, yeah. Apart from that, <laughs> what have you got? You ain't got much. But um, yeah, it's it. it they're, they're still here. That's all that matters, and that's all that the Portman fans will care about. You know, they're they're still in the Premier League. Do you remember Yago Cariello, Barney? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Do you remember those days? Those days when he was scoring two goals in two games. Oh, it was all so much simpler then. Three goals for uh, the season, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, look, Barney, let's do it. Let's head down into the relegation zone. Now, Maritimo in 16th place, their season's not over because they have a relegation playoff to play. They will do that against Estrella de Amadora. Um, Maritimo, Barney, I think the consensus between us is that uh, of the three teams in in the relegation zone, they kind of put up the best fight towards the end of the season and probably deserve to be uh, in the relegation playoff space. Of course, it doesn't make their survival guaranteed far from it. But I think in that last part of the season from when Jose Gomes came in, um, listen, they were not perfect by any means. In fact, they were quite bad a lot of the time. But they did just seem to be able to grind out one or two results that they needed, which um, I'm clutching at straws here, but kind of gives them a little bit of, 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 of credibility. No, I think, I think they really did improve towards the end of the season. You know, they had a, they had such a horrible start. Um, key players brought in in January, likes of Felix career made a difference. Um, uh, Brian Riascos as well, to some extent, but um, no, I think they had a, yeah, it was. It's been a real tough season for them, but I think the 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 most important thing is that they finished in a slight positive. I would say, you know, they seem to be getting some good football going. Um, so yeah, I think Jose Gomes did well. Did well there to sort of get him get him to that relegation playoff spot. Um, and yeah, we just got to see what happens because I guess you know it's it's hard to draw conclusions at this point because if they go down, <laughs> they go down, and they've had a shit season. But if they stay up then it's a completely different conversation. So, yeah. I mean, I, I did like the team they put out for the last game of the season. Obviously, they're very much looking looking towards that player final. It was a completely different squad. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I, <laughs> I didn't watch that game because I, I, I dread to think what it was like because it's probably a sort of no-contest game. But, uh, yeah, good luck to them at the playoff because, uh, yeah, I, I, we'll see what happens there. Mate, I would have done exactly the same thing if I was in their position. And, and look, well, look, 17th place and obviously 18th place relegation confirmed past Ferreira oh man it doesn't bring me any joy to talk about Passos because I've you know I've had a soft spot for that team um obviously I got a chance to visit that team this year my friend Louise and and uh, and on that game they beat Santa Clara and you felt like there was some positivity I think that was about 10 games before the end of the season maybe slightly less uh, and you felt like they had a chance of getting out of it but Pass was just what a type of team this season where just when they gave you that hope that maybe they would turn in a corner, um, they would kind of fall back into their ways of, of being pretty poor. Listen, at the end of the day, it was it was what was it, two points from their first ten games of the season, and you just simply can't can't really recover from that. And I think if we're being honest, they they probably didn't deserve to. Well, I think a lot of it came to with this um then becoming members of the city group, you know, they they were they that was quite exciting in the summer, you know. Oh, they're going to get players on loan from uh from Man City, and and they did get one to be fair. But how did that go? Exactly, and then they, there was a lot of other players they you know that were brought in under the guise of this being members of the city group. I remember Arthur Sellers, uh, you know, a striker, and 
they essentially had a starting eleven just come in and leave within the within the first half of the season because all these loans deals didn't really work out. You know, um, uh, Kaiki on loan from Man City as well, and uh, you know, there's Bastian Thomas. It, the start they gave themselves, there was almost no hope, you know, and, and to be fair, Cesar Prashato gave us a little bit of hope when he came back, but um, it was just a mountain to climb, Albert, and, and, and not enough time to do it. And uh, yeah, I think they really shot themselves in the foot with this whole, um, this whole business because the, the, well, not necessarily the, the, you know, the, the team and that they, 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 I think they've always tried their best, but it's a, it's a really tough situation to be in when you've got so many new faces, so many uh, young players and, it just all looked like rabbits in the headlights at the start of the season. They just didn't know how to get out of that rut. And uh, yeah, it, it was it's a it's a long old season for them, and, and really hard to see them at the end. Because uh, yeah, like you said, I've got a real soft spot for Passos, and I, I don't think they deserve deserve it really. Yeah, Cesar Pacheco says he wants to stay. I mean, he's got a contract until the end of next season. Um, I, I mean, I don't really blame them. I don't think the fans are too happy about it. Um, I, do you know what, Barney? I still don't know if I think he's a bad coach. I think there's still something there with him. I think, you know, he's still a young coach. He's probably learned a lot from his experience. I think it probably would be best for him to move on just because I think the the kind of reputation that he's been left with after this experience is not great. Perhaps he needs to rebuild somewhere else. But I still I still don't know if I think he's a, a bad coach. Maybe I'm deluded, but I think he's he's got something. So, you know, maybe if if he does stay with them and, and, and they keep some uh, some players in that side, maybe, you know, a season in the Segunda Liga we saw we saw Morens come straight back up and, and they had a fantastic season, you know, a record breaking season scoring goals for fun. So, you know, that is the one upside to to going down is that you've got the opportunity to come back up. Um and finally Barney, last place, Santa Clara comfortably uh, the worst team in the league. I can't remember seeing a team as bad as them in the Premier League for for quite some time. Uh, no fight, no desire, no belief. Um, I think the players gave up. You know, the, the owner was coming out on the last game of the season when they had Benfica to play. He was going, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to uh, really go and try and win the game." I was like, "Oh, you fuck!" They didn't go to try and win the game. Um, I haven't got anything positive to say about it, to be honest. It's been a terrible season. Um, I and it's a I think it's a lesson to a lot of Premier League teams that this can really cut at you fast, you know, because it wasn't that long ago that they were a pretty good looking team. You know, they had some interesting signings from abroad, they were they had uh, interesting positive managers, um, they had uh, investment from from the leadership. But things can go south very quickly. And if you let it get away with you and you stop investing in a team and you stop trying. Um, then this is the kind of situation you can end up in. Yeah, it's it's uh, they've had a just a, a dreadful season. Um, you know they've had the. I was just I'm just looking at the plays that they've sold in the last year. You know, like of Lincoln, Marita, Villanueva. Those are all decent players who have gone on to have uh, gone to good things. But uh, there's no one in that team this season who looks close to to making it making a move to. <laughs> Or have done anything to sort of boost their career. Maybe Gabriel Silva at that moment around the January, February, um, on loan from Palmeiras, he looked pretty decent. But apart from that, you know, there there, there hasn't been anything. I don't think I can't think of a single player who's put in like consistently decent performances. Or you know, it, it just seems to be a squad of players just just a bit lost. And um, yeah. Oh, sorry, maybe Kennedy Boateng at centre back set put in a few decent performances, but you know, that that's it. We're literally clutching at straws when we're trying to think of stand-up players for this team. Mm, absolutely. 
Um, well, look, that brings us to the end of our Premier League 22-23 roundup. Um, I mean, wow, what an incredible season it's been. I always find it at the end of the season hard to uh, understand that it's actually over uh, and we're going to have to wait a couple of months to do it all over again. But do it again, we will. Um, obviously, like we said, we are going to do uh, another episode next week. So the content from us is not over. There will be more episodes of the podcast. Uh, next week's episode is going to be a huge one, Barney, picking our, our our awards that we love doing, the Long Ball Football Awards, our team in a season. And we're going to be answering your questions. So look out on Twitter for a way that you can uh, uh, submit your questions. But look, I think for... For the last time this season, we have to say thank you very much to all the listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a it's been a great season. Um, really appreciate every single one of you. Um, had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm very excited for the awards show. But I think that that's probably my favorite show of the year. Um, or uh, perhaps also looking even more to, uh, to the um, predictions reveal. <laughs> See how badly we we did. listen. You do not want to miss next week's show, not just because of the Long Ball Football Awards, not just because of the official Long Ball Football team of the season, not just because we'll be answering your questions, but as is tradition, me and Barney will be going over our predictions from the beginning of the season. And boy, is that going to be interesting. Um, I will leave it at that. Well, look, that's about all we've got time for for this episode of the show. Um, as I said at the top of the show, if you've enjoyed listening, if you want to give us some support for all the work we've done this season, uh, there's a few ways you can do that. A review on our podcast would be a great help. We've had some great reviews that uh, really, really work, meant a lot to us. Um, that You can leave us a star rating on Spotify, share the show with your friends. And of course, as we keep saying, there's the opportunity to support the show even more for just one pound per month, you can become a long ball football socio. There's all sorts of fun stuff happening on the Patreon. We do a weekly predictions league, which is now finished. We still need to tally up the final scores, and someone's going to be walking away with a prestigious prize, uh, still to be revealed. And we do all you're going to get things like this show coming out early, next week's show coming out early. Uh, there might even be some exciting stuff happening, uh, in terms of interviews over the summer that you'll be able to be the first to hear and of course we're going to be doing and we're even thinking of doing something fun like an end of season quiz for all our patrons so there's so much happening on the Patreon page and it's a great way to support us an independent DIY podcast for just £1 a month so yeah really do consider that if, if you haven't already but look, it just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening once again and we'll see you next week yes yeah, see you next week